three of us. What we might do just to start, ladies, is to introduce ourselves and then we can give a context for the fact that tonight we want to be talking about everything to do with conscious human leadership. So maybe, Jenny Lee, could you kick off just by introducing yourself for us, please? Sure. I'm Jenny Lee Taylor. Um, came out of the corporate world about six years ago and now am in health, helping people come back to the spirit of who they really are um, and really focusing on uh, being conscious in the world as a human being and not reacting to it right, and relating to it rather than reacting to it. Beautiful. Thanks, Jenny Lee. And AJ? I'm also a corporate refugee after spending many years in government and corporate um, working in senior director roles, I jumped ship to work with people on how they could improve their cultures and I wanted to have a bigger impact. So by working with many people as a consultant at many organisations, it gives me the opportunity to have that wider ripple effect. And I guess exactly what we're here to talk about tonight, I firmly believe that the more conscious and the more human we become as leaders, the more our followers want to follow us, work with us, love us, and um, the better our organisations become. Yeah, and things things run more smoothly that way when there's that intrinsic motivation from people to contribute rather than, you know, the kind of extrinsic motivation that organisations so often try. But I think one of the things we wanted to concentrate on tonight, this is the this is the first of a series of talks that we want to do on conscious human leadership. And one of the things that we really wanted to focus on tonight was in and around leadership today in 2022. What does that look like? What are some of the challenges that we have as leaders? What are some of the things that people are facing in organisations that they have to deal with and grapple with on a daily kind of basis so maybe AJ if you can kick us off with that. Well I think for leaders and managers they need to remember that they are really important influences in the lives of the people that they have working for them and it's not surprising that today people feel often overwhelmed. We have increasing speed of change, we've got you know technology changes disruption. We have also had, as we know, a lot going on due to COVID around the world. We have, you know, a lot of growing complexity in the way we do business, a lot more um, volume of information. People, they say today, consume 28 hours of information in a 24-hour period. And that's because we've often got multiple devices and things going as well as noise and sound around us. We're also seeing for the first time ever the most number of generations in the workplace at once. So we have all this multi-generational challenge that's going on. So is it any wonder that many humans feel like they're just barely coping and they're not quite sure how else do we grow a business and sustain this without just burning people out? So that's a bit of kind of my thoughts and views on what I'm seeing with clients at the moment. What about you, um, Jen? Oh, I see I see lots of overwhelm most people come in with. I just can't see um, the wood for the trees. In fact, they, you know, along along with what happens in the workplace, there's all the stuff that goes on in the home. And let's face it, we really, we, we live a life. We don't live a work and a home life. We live a whole life. So someone's going to bleed into the other at some point in time. And this bleeding over... Um, makes it difficult for people 
there's no off there's no off switch for people when they're really busy at work and really busy trying to manage the home life at the same time with various things that are going on with children and relatives and illnesses and, you know, whatever it is, um, then there's no off switch for people. And that overwhelm mm. does spill into the workplace and results in, and results in people not um, being focused on their job maybe or um, being uh, coming to work cranky because of something that's happened in home so the teams aren't gelling you know all those sorts of things go on what about you Michelle are you seeing the same sort of things I am seeing the same things but I guess the way that I'm really seeing it play out um, particularly you know in the last couple of years with the challenges that we've been having to deal with is around people's well-being so I see it come out in people's well-being every day with individuals having challenges about their own well-being practice and trying to find time in the day to fit those sort of priorities in and the other way that I see it coming out is just in the basic human um, connections so you know the way that we speak to each other how we um, listen to each other those kinds of things I think that leads into, you know, that concept of psychological safety at work as well and that many people are actually feeling quite alone and uncertain about the future. Lots of people have had either lost their jobs or had their jobs and roles changed because of some of what's been going on in the world. So I couldn't agree more. I think wellbeing is a top priority and I've just come from a client who actually has been a yoga practicer and a meditator for many years and they have just started a new job and they said, oh, my goodness, like all of my daily practice has gone out of the window for the last three weeks and I feel all, you know, unsettled because of that. So even people who have had great routines and great wellbeing practices with all the stuff that's been going on have been really feeling unsettled with that all. Mm. I think um, wellbeing is an interesting um way to look at it because often people think about improving their well-being and they think about something else that they have to do they have to put something else into their day and when they're already overwhelmed that can be more overwhelming so the conscious human leadership that that we're talking about is actually arriving at a place within within yourself that you can um, manage these things a lot more efficiently and a lot better so there's it's actually becomes intrinsically part of who you are not necessarily something that you have to add on to your life yeah I think um the other way that I see it happening in organizations is very much in and around alignment I was just thinking about alignment and I know of two or three um people in my network who recently have really taken on this whole um on board this whole ideal of uh, well-being and what they were finding is that their their actual um, values and and aren't really in alignment with who they were working for and this this whole um, aspect of you know cognitive dissonance around having to work in a job that they don't really enjoy and don't really like and doesn't really match up with their values anymore Mm. it may have at one stage changed so um, leaders need to be aware that you know, as people progress through their life, their values do change or their values become more important to them. So, you know, and people walk with their feet, don't they? Or they vote with their feet. Yeah. It comes to Yeah. And I think that really plays into that, you know, famous saying that Simon Sinek always says, and that's, you know, we want to work with people who believe what we believe. 
and when maybe the values were a match but are now a mismatch, that can create actually a lot of stress in the body and the mind for people. And, and I think then we can easily as employees or as leaders start focusing on the problem. We can start focusing on, you know, this misalignment or something's not sitting right and sometimes that's a bit intangible. But what it means is we're more likely to see um, absenteeism or presenteeism we're far more likely to see people acting out and behaving in the workplace in either a passive or aggressive way. Start to see more fear-based kind of um, threats or people being warned. And even the working from home, there's been quite a bit of debate whether um, people need to clock on and clock off and what's a work hour now and, you know, do they have to actually sit at the computer all day or, you know, lots of parents are saying, well, now I can do my school drop-offs and pick-ups around my work. Um, And some managers are saying, I need to see that they're online to know that they're working, right, which means not a great deal of trust. So I think there's a whole gamut of stuff going on in our world now that is creating some of these challenges for people to face. Uh, yeah, and the great thing is I think the last couple of years have really um, brought that out into the open so now it can be seen <laughs> for what it is. Uh, and, you know, the, what came to mind for me while you were talking, AJ, is the amount of energy that it takes to real, to manage those problems. Uh, you know, when you're focusing on the problem, the amount of energy it takes to um, really turn from what you could be doing to build and regenerate your business into um, fixing and fighting fires and managing people who are stressed, overwhelmed, not happy at their job, um, you know, feel like they're being micromanaged or, you know, all those things. That just takes an enormous amount of energy from a company's resources. Yeah, and I think one of the most precious resources we have aside from time is energy, isn't it? And we we don't hire employees just like we would buy widgets. We don't hire them just because they've got a title or a name or a degree. We hire them for their energy. You know, we actually want to have an energy exchange and if we're finding people are drained or flatlining, then that precious resource is really not doing its best for us. So over the next coming weeks, we're going to be doing a series of these with you, a series of talks talking about well, what do we do if we're getting these kind of cultures? What do organisations and leaders do in order to become more conscious and human? What do we do to turn things around? How do we, um, I guess, stop the plug from being ripped out and everything going down the plug hole? How do we keep an organisation ticking? And particularly because I think what might have worked a decade ago or even five years ago isn't necessarily going to work anymore. So what are some new ways of bringing about life and energy to organisations and cultures, whether you have five employees, 500 or 5,000? And what you were saying then, AJ, is really and, and how to um, apply that across that generational um, aspect. You know, how is the 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 18-year-old who's coming into the workforce and the 64-year-old who's just about to go out if, if they haven't got the energy anymore, <laughs> um, how do you, and everybody in between, um, how do you draw down on those resources? Because everyone's got something to offer. It doesn't matter, you know, whether what stage of life they are in. 
Mm. And often, mm. often I know the wisdom in businesses leaves um, through yeah. as as you know and isn't transferred properly through the organisation. I think um, one one thing that I see happening in organisations a lot is that the communication model between, particularly between leaders and followers, is very parent-child. It's very instructional in nature and it's very much you go out there and do A, B and C for the company and you'll get rewards for that. It's not a very partnership, sharing, connected type of model of communication. And I think, in you know, my understanding of what humans actually want is that they want the second form, not the first form. So if you want to be able to get things out of people, you've first got to know how to communicate with people and draw them into the conversation, bring them in, invite them in, make them feel at home with you. You know, that's all. I think all of that happens before you might get anything out of them, so to speak. Which in a way is what this series is going to be about. And and I know Michelle will probably explain more and we'll talk a lot more as each week goes by where we dive into the four constructive styles, which is essentially what you're talking about, Michelle, there, rather than being parent or child, but actually being this constructive adult um, who is a you know, enlightened, conscious human leader. And that's someone who is able to look at, with emotional intelligence, other people around them, is able to modulate their communication and to bring other people on that journey and to also manage and be aware of their own emotions and what's going on for them and to be really vulnerable and authentic with their people about that reality. And so that's what we're going to be diving into over the coming weeks mm. and I would say look I think the word consciousness is not just a word that pertains to the leaders consciousness is a word that pertains to the followers as well so consciousness is a word that is for everybody to embrace however it applies to you whatever you think it means to you in its most simple reductionist form we could say that consciousness means awareness So the more awareness that we have as humans, the more awareness that we have as leaders, the more awareness that we have as people in organisations, then the more aware our organisations are going to be. Mm. And we're really talking about every individual in the organisation being their own personal leader and how they relate to everyone else. Yeah, I love that concept. That's that's very spot on. And that really it really supports the need for that personal responsibility for everybody in that conversation. Yeah, and the collective consciousness of the whole organization when it comes together and and not just being conscious leaders of employees and people within the organization, but conscious leaders as far as protecting and caring for the planet. How do we live in community? And our community these days is the whole globe because of the nature of our businesses being global. So how are we being good citizens? What are we doing in thinking towards the future? And and I think there's a lot we can learn from the past and traditional ways um, of thinking and being where in Indigenous tribes, they would actually plan ahead seven years, seven generations, sorry, not seven years, So they'd always be thinking about what we're doing now, how's that going to impact future generations? And that's exponential consciousness, right? That's really thinking about is everything we're doing having um, an impact that is do as minimal harm as possible and do as much good? Um, And so that might sound a little 
uh, airy-fairy or a bit, you know, too uh, hopeful, but um, we're all hopeful humans and we're really looking forward to seeing the ship that has been business over the past sort of three or four decades start to really turn. And I think humanity's ripe and ready for this. We're, mm. we're ready. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's globally we all are taking responsibility for what's happening right now. Where we are right now is has been the um, effect of a whole heap of things that have gone before us. So it's always a chance to... Um, impact the future by considering what you're doing in the moment now and how it might impact the future because we are the culmination of everything that's happened in the past whether we like it or not (laughs) and I think you know for all of those reasons that's why that's why we've put our heads together really to create this conscious human leaders program that we're rolling out to organizations in 2022 it's because we want to be able to partner with people as as equals to each support each other's journey toward consciousness. That's at the most big picture. At the real practical level, level, we want to be able to make sure that your organisation has better leaders because we know that with your leaders being more resourceful, more skilled, more able to respond, your life and your experience in that organisation is substantially better. And the creativity that comes with that. The potential for, you know, exponential creativity and what exciting um, projects that could bring. And don't we all want to go to work every day and feel like we contribute, we've achieved something and, like, we're progressing and moving forward and growing in some way, shape or form. So we are talking about putting our heads together, all of our varied experiences, and we all bring something different to the table in order to support and collaborate with organisations. And just as Michelle was saying before about leaders, we don't want parent-child in leaders and you don't need that anymore in consultants. So we won't be coming in and telling people, you know, you should have done this or you should have done that. We won't be telling anything, but we'll be asking a lot of deep probing questions and asking you to look within and go, how else might we do this? What is another way? And we're really looking forward to kind of unveiling and co-creating that alongside other businesses, um, leaders and individuals. Beautiful. And you might be listening to this tonight or listening to a replay later on and you might be thinking that you're really resonating with some of the things that we're talking about or you can really connect with some of those challenges. You might be a leader and you might be sitting there nodding your head going, yep, that's me, I've got that challenge. And if that is you, then what we would encourage you to do is please go ahead and share this, share it far and wide all through your social media platforms, but also share it with your bosses, share it with your leaders, share it with your HR people, share it with your CEOs, because we are really super serious and super keen about getting this message about conscious human leadership out into the world. To wrap up, I would just say just imagine, just imagine a world where people feel respected, seen, heard, where their contribution is valued and where they feel like they're doing something good towards the future of the planet and the world for their children and their children's children. Imagine where life and work actually have this beautiful synergy and where you feel 
excited about what each day brings. Well, we know that that's possible when we have conscious human leaders at the helm. You know, that old saying, a fish rots from the head or people join a company and leave their manager. Well, we want companies to be attractive places to go and spend, you know, your valuable time, that valuable resource and your energy. And so we're super excited about coming to you over the coming weeks with more information and really getting into a bit of more of the nuts and bolts of how might we go about doing this. But in the meantime, reach out to us. We're all on all the social channels. You can direct message us, ask for more information or visit Being More Human website. Thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks to these beautiful women, Jenny Lee and Michelle. Um, it's going to be a blast. <laughs>